Hello and welcome back to the Shaman's Cave. My name is Renee Barabo, the Practical Shaman. And I'm Sandra Ingerman. Welcome everybody to this show on a show that we all want to hear about on how do we deal with all the negative people in our lives. You know how um, we have friends and we have families and we love them deeply, but it's like walking into a room with a black cloud all the time and you always know that that's going to happen. And how do we uh, remain centered and, and we can't change other people. I think, I, think, uh, I think we all get to a place at some point in life where we realize trying to change other people is, is not a way to go. But how do we change our reactions and how do we change ourselves around people who really trigger us, who are really being dark, and in the end, that affects them too. And I think that's probably the easiest way to change people is to not try to change people, to accept them, and then they evolve in their own time. Absolutely. I was just on a trip up to Alaska and it was, we ended up at this place called the St. Therese Sanctuary. And one of the things that her, her work or her mission was to, to find the saintliness and the simplicity of life, including one of the biggest spiritual journeys she said most people had was to how to live in harmony with, with people, difficult people, is how she put it. And so, you know, usually if we spot difficult people, it's because we see the difficulty in our own personality. <laughs> And sure enough, you know, being on a cruise and being in a room with three people, I got to see what, you know, what is my difficult personality like? And there was a moment when I could have been, I, I could have chose to be really difficult. And I realized I reframed the situation when they're like, oh, she wants me to participate. Instead of thinking like she wants something from me, but what, I mean, she did want something from me, but it was, she wanted participation. It wasn't that she was trying to get her upper hand or anything. And then as soon as I started to participate in whatever the experience was, whether it was going to, to dinner at the same time or whatever, everything shifted. So sometimes for me, when I'm thinking that somebody else is really difficult, I get my cockles all in a, you know, and up in arms and I'm already ready to react instead of even having a little gap to find out, well, maybe there's just something I'm not offering here that could really shift the situation. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, it's not easy being a human being. It's a real gift to be here, but it's not easy being a human being. And so, uh, so many people um, are so angry about life and what's happening in life and what what life has brought to them, but under that is a tremendous amount of fear. And we're all wounded, we're, we're all wounded people. And so for myself, what I try to do is, um, it's just one of the many things, and, and after Renee and I talk for a while, we're gonna share some of our personal practices we can suggest for you to use. But one of the things that I do is I try to move into my heart and move into a compassionate place to see that whatever negativity this person is, is putting out 
is coming from a place of woundedness inside of them. And can I have compassion for that? You know, can I have compassion for a young kid that something happened to them that moved them into a traumatic place that brings um, a dark cloud following them into many different situations? Can I love that person and have compassion for that person? And how does that change me? And then does it naturally change the field of energy for the other person where it gives them another opportunity of how they can be? Um, I think that's, it's, a, it's an interesting question to hold. And, and I think that anybody who's ever been in a long-term relationship, you know, and survived a long-term relationship has been in a relationship with a difficult person. So it's not like the minority, it's the majority of us who, you know, because navigating a long-term relationship requires us to grow and change unless you, you know, get stuck in those swirling patterns of this is awful, this is awful, this is awful. There's a place where you have to stop the awfulness and either really look deep inside yourself, or I did for sure, to say, okay, what am I bringing to this situation? And for me, that happened when um, I wanted the other person to change. I thought if they only changed, I'd be okay. Because when I used to walk into the room, you know, that, that first hit of that negative energy would collapse me. You know, you would just see my bright and shiny, which, you know, is probably my delusion, bright and shiny, you know, energy field go. <laughs> and, you know, and I needed that to become a stronger person, a stronger healer to really be able to show up no matter what. And, and as I shifted, I mean, I've shifted a difficult relationship with my mother. Now we like each other. We find we have a lot in common. <laughs> All the things that I used to not like, I found that, you know, well, there, there I am too. And, and, you know, that's for me is that to find that inner strength enough to hold yourself accountable. Right. So in no matter what's going on, because you've created that too. Yeah, and you know what that brought up for me too, Renee, is is how um, in our culture, uh, as children, we're told not to shine our our light. You know, I mean, people don't uh, actually say that to us with words, but you, we're trained to um, contain your energy, look smaller than you are. And definitely don't shine too big because you're going to bring a lot of attention to yourself. And so oftentimes uh, with somebody who's negative, when there is a person who's a shining light who comes into a room, um, that negativity might grow to uh, try to, I use the words fields of energy a lot. That's my current exploration. <laughs> but they're trying to take you out of the field of energy of light and, and bring you into the field of energy of the shadow or fear or, or negativity or whatever. And this is a time on the planet where we need people who are willing to say, whatever I took on absorbed of the hypnosis, the successful hypnosis that this culture has put on me, that I don't have a right to smile, I don't have a right to shine, I don't have a right to be a big presence in the world. 
I am not going to take that in. I'm making a choice to build my own field of energy by filling myself up with light. Uh, what I'm doing right now, my practice that I'm teaching to others and for myself is constantly thinking about beautiful colors filling me up and uh, roses. I'm really into roses and uh, textures of earth filling me up and fragrances filling me up so that if I'm filled with beauty, then that's what I'm seeing out of my eyes. And that actually prevents you from getting triggered being around a person who's really negative because you've created your own strong field of energy that's not going to be impacted by other people's projections and what is what's going on for them in their life at the moment you know um we all want love you know we we all want love we just have really odd ways of going around and trying to get it. And being negative is, is a cry for love. It's, it's a cry. I'm scared. I, I need to be held. I need to be loved. I need to be accepted for who I am. But can you accept yourself for the beauty and the light of who you are so that you can be in the field of energy of somebody who's wounded and hold that energy so that that person does have the opportunity to transform the state that they're in without you having to try and force them to change or make yourself look smaller. That's what a lot of people do because they don't want the attention. Um, and then you compromise your own authenticity by doing that too. Absolutely. And uh, something I heard once was that you, you can't drag people up. They can drag you down, but you're not going to drag them up. So the best that you can become is neutral. Mm -hmm. You just said it so that they can find their own way through their own darkness for their own, their own things. And I know that in, in times in my relationships that have been difficult, when I stop trying to pull them along, when I stop trying to fix them or even to think that anything was wrong, because truly there is no nothing wrong with the other person whether they're angry whatever they have that they that's their god-given right is to come here and pout all they want right. but once i come to that place because any other way i'm in judgment i'm in judgment of who they are of their you know their the shoes that they're walking in and that puts me again into that same place where i can get sucked down but when i really source from this is true for me in this moment, this is true for me. Like one of the things that was a coping mechanism for me on, on a, a, a cruise now, imagine three adults sharing a you know, very small room and things are going to come up. But how I've learned over the years for me is that if I really take care of myself, like the morning that I went and took a solo hike or the night I didn't want to go to the fancy dinner at the big table and I just wanted to go to the cafeteria, when I take care of myself, then I'm aligned with spirit. And then I got to see these beautiful mountains and the sun cleared. And if I went down to the dinner, because I know how I am, I would be making everyone else's life miserable for me doing something that I didn't really want to do. And, and there's a difference between me not doing what I want to do and saying, okay, in this moment, I, 
I can acquiesce because this is what we do in a good partnership. We say, okay, tonight I'm going to go, you know, be of service here. And, and when you make it from a conscious place, then there is no, you know, shitstorm of a pout. Because I can pout better than the rest of them when I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all we we all know we all know the pouting stance, and and the other side of that too is when you know we all have. Um, I'm thinking about people I really love and people I know really well, of how we will do anything anything possible to try and move this person out of a mood. You know, we'll try to make them laugh. We'll, we'll uh, tell jokes as little kids. We try to sit on their laps and wrap our arms around them and, and hug, you know. And so, again, there's, there's a balance between uh, being compassionate and being with a person and holding a person and, and loving a person in whatever state they are but that's different than how do I compromise themselves? What is every trick in the book that I have inside that I've ever learned that can pull this person out of the state that they're in instead of allowing them to be in the state that they're, they're in and you holding neutral ground in that and just holding space and being yourself, I think that's a really big teaching for all of us right now because um, we've we've done shows on this in the past. Um, the collective is really changing, and there's a lot of meanness that's coming into into the collective right now. And we're living in a different time. I'm living in a different time than when I was a child. And um, I'm teaching at a very different time than when I started teaching 35 years ago with the personalities of people showing up to a workshop. And so as we grow up and become adults, when do we stand up and say, I'm not willing to make myself look smaller. I'm not willing to do um, um, every trick in the book to try and change another person, but I'm just going to be who I am and, uh, and be with people and hold them in love in the best way that I can. And one of the things is, is that really takes a good sense of self because for me, when, when my book came out, there was this, you know, all of a sudden there was a bigness around that. Um, and I guess any author out there would know is that all of a sudden you become an authority on something and there's like people like a hundred people show up for a book signing and all of a sudden you're really the center of attention, which is different than being the center of attention when you're seeking attention when all of a sudden, you know, you've really accomplished something and people are really excited to share their experience with you of what you've accomplished. And, 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 and that, that visibility can make other people who aren't as self, you know, in themselves, very uncomfortable. And, you know, and that kind of, but there's, then there's a place for me where I came to just owning that part of myself in a whole healthier, different way. Like, uh, you know, and sitting again at a table on the cruise with 10 other people, I never even mentioned that I had a book or that I was an author or because I didn't need that 
as the identification of making me okay too. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So there's, I was seeking before and now I'm no longer seeking and I'm just living in this, this expanded state of who I am. Yeah. And I, I think that what we're both saying to kind of, um, kind of uh, weave together, um, you know, our conversation and all the thoughts that we have is it's the time on the planet right now. It always, it wasn't always, you know, my parents' generation, they couldn't stand strong in their own light. And I mean, they could definitely, but um, everything was about survival. You know, in my parents' generation, everything was about survival. And we might move back into that place. Um, we don't know how environmental things go and what happens on the planet. But right now is the time for people to shift consciousness. And right, right now is the time for people to learn how to live a healthier way of life. Uh, which impacts ourselves personally, but impacts the entire collective and impacts the entire planet. And what if that means you learning how to be comfortable with your light, with your beautiful field of energy that you're just filling with um, absolute beauty, strength, and love, and what happens when you focus on that instead of being a people pleaser? And a, being a people pleaser, we all know, has been a huge part of our culture. Absolutely. And then I think that for me lately, like even some of the, the things that I read on Facebook posts and stuff like that, if I'm truly living in my lightness of my own being, I don't have to puke and regurgitate and do all of these other things because I'm busy picking up, you know, the bottles on my beach and right. I can't judge you for not doing what your part is or who you're, who you're voting for, who you're not. When did all of this become such a, a big important part of our world, you know, that we were having such opposition with everyone, but then we're defining whether we believe they're light or dark. We're making the whole decision about, you know, and not entitling anyone to their, you know, to have the, the opportunities of their own successes and failures because somehow we're superior and, oh, yeah, and we think we're awake and they must be sleeping. Uh, it's kind of funny how we, we yeah. perceive these things. Yeah, we actually, um, you know, a show that we've gotten incredible feedback on. We're getting great testimonials from people on all of our shows. But uh, one that we're getting amazing feedback on is uh, Taking the High Road, where we looked at how um, one way to work with people when you feel that they're attacking you or they're in a really negative state is going inside yourself and, and, and finding that part inside of you, um, you know, using the spiritual understanding that everything in your outer environment is also um, a reflection of your inner environment. And so if you are with somebody uh, who's negative or a group who's really negative, um, are you willing to go within and tap into your own negativity and bring some light to it to heal it? 
so that uh, that you end up using um, every adventure that you have with another human being as an opportunity for you to go in and do your own personal work and look at how you can evolve um, yourself by taking responsibility for your projections instead of blaming other people for their projections. Absolutely, I'm not more awake and I'm not superior. And whenever I go into those places, there's the hook. There's for me, there's the hook that I need to like dig out and reposition and maybe, you know, leave it dangling over there for another fish. But, and it's cunning. The, the, the thing that does happen, I think the more light, the more light I become, the hooks become more uh, tricky to see. Like the other, there was a screaming match in the room next to us on the cruise. And like at 1.30 in the morning on the last night, and my first thought was, okay, these people had too much to drink at the bar. But all of a sudden, it incited one of my roommates into a fit. And I saw like, wow, I have more patience for the people screaming in the next room than I have for this person in my own room having a fit. You know, <laughs> on goes the lights, you know, bang, bang, bang. And I'm thinking, wow, you... <laughs> And I, all of a sudden, I had to catch myself and thought to myself, oh, the hook, the, the, the bar becomes different and it becomes more subtle and you have to start to, and all of a sudden, I'm there like, okay, this isn't mine. I rolled over, put the blanket over my head and went to sleep. <laughs> and when you're there, I mean, when I engage that kind of thing, you could be in a rip-roaring battle about who's right and blah, 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 blah. But when I just take responsibility and take my own power back and I put the covers over my eyes, I didn't have to go there. And not going there is, I don't know for you, Sandra, but for me, it's like 90% of the, 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 um, 90 of the way home when I don't have to go there. Yeah, because when you go there, and this is uh, known in every spiritual tradition and in physics too, when you go there, you clash energies and you just make the fire bigger. So, uh, you know, if you're willing to just stay who you are and stay strong and experience what's going on without judgment and go, oh, that's interesting. And I'm not saying that that's easy to do, but if you can do that, the energy has no choice but to shift. The energy has no choice but to shift. Yes, is that one of your techniques to, to yeah. stay there? Yeah, that's a, a good one. Another one that works for me is, is that inventory process of saying, when have I done something like this or something similar to somebody else in the past? You know, when have I disrupted somebody's whole entire day with you know, the biting words that could come out of my mouth because that's that used to be my first response was like, I'll show you. And, and you know, words cut, words cut to the quick. And the one tricky thing about whatever comes out your mouth, you can't put back into your mouth. Right. And so I used to have this client who would say, well, I'm not going to feel this way tomorrow. And I said, exactly. You're not going to feel this way tomorrow. So how long can you hold those words until the energy shifts so that you don't add, you're not the, the kindling to this fire. 
Mm, that's beautiful. I, I really like that a lot. And one of the things I do is I transpose. Um, I love elephants and I, I love kittens. I, I love so many different animals, but I have my choices that I pick to do this. I'll actually, with a person who's really triggering me or who's really negative and I'm getting ready to get into my Brooklynese and, and react, I'll, I'll see their face as an elephant or I'll see their face as a kitten. And it's like, I can't yell at an elephant and I can't yell at a kitten. I just, I don't have that in me to do that. And so it's, it's just a way for me to, instead of moving into a place of reaction, to take a step back and again, find my own center and just be who I am. Hmm. It's kind of an interesting, many years ago, I was given a technique by the, the water where that you bring the water up through the, the bottoms of your feet like straws and mm -hmm. you keep bringing it up a little bit further. And then you have to, depending on how much you're being triggered or reacted, you have to send it back out and cleanse it and bring the clean water back up. And then you kind of move it all through your entire body, you know, washing out each area. And, you know, it takes a good five or 10 minutes to do this. And then, you know, you have it dripping out your hands and coming out the top of your head. And usually, uh, that can transmute me. And before I knew that it was probably a little bit sorceress to do this with somebody else. But if you have their permission and you're in certain kinds of relationships with them, you probably do like your child or a spouse, maybe but spouses can say no, uh, that I would send the water up all the way through them. Somebody runs into the bank. I'm sitting there <laughs> doing, sending the water up through their entire body. So when they come back to the car, it wasn't quite so, you know, contentious. And it worked. Um, but again, you really need, you know, implied consent or permission to be, you know, shifting somebody else's energy around for them. But that's yeah. a great technique, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we can definitely help people shift their energy if they're willing to have an honest conversation. I think that what we're talking about here is when we're in situations social situations or work situations where it isn't a time to process, but we have to be attentive to our reaction, our behavior. Can we stay in a neutral place? And can we stay in a loving place towards ourselves and stay in our field of energy and not get sucked into stepping into somebody else's field of energy that is not healthy for us to do. And, um, you know, that's a really important practice for our times because um, the amount that people are getting triggered right now is unbelievable because um, people, are, people are at a breaking edge. I mean, they really are at a breaking edge. And so how do we stay inside of ourselves, don't lose our soul to be around a person who's in a breaking edge or in a fearful place that's coming out as anger? And how do we make a decision just to be a light and, um, and to keep creating our own field of energy and who we want to be in the world without worrying about what other people are doing and by doing that, we end up changing the fields of energy around us. So 
absolutely that so that's just so important one of the another trick that i have is um if you have a personal mantra i will just my personal mantra has saved my life so many times i'll just it's it's like rote i'll just go there and you know over and over and over again and that keeps i, I feel like that keeps enforcing my field of energy my my strength because you know, there's going to be those moments. We're not going to get through life without those moments. I mean, right. you know, the fact that we got through a seven-day cruise and nobody had an argument or anything, I mean, that to me is like my spiritual conditioning must have been pretty good. And I'll say that, and then, you know, who knows what, you know, what today will bring. But when, when just to be able to look and compare yourself to 10 years ago, right. you know, like how did I get along with my mother 10 years ago? Well, you know, it's one way, but how, how can I stay present now? And, you know, then you say, oh, this is progress, not perfection. And really be more gentle on yourself when, when you do catch the slide and you do fall into the pit because it will happen. And when you think you got through it one time, don't worry, the universe will come around with another example for you soon, soon enough. So you get to refine and refine and refine. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Do you have any more tricks in, that you use? Yeah, well, um, in my book, Walking in Light, The Everyday Empowerment of Shamanic Life, I have a whole chapter on different tricks that you can use. And, and, um, and just a couple of uh, easy ones. I'll do something like uh, carry a little bottle of my favorite um, uh, scent, you know, in an essence. And when I find myself in, uh, in places where I just need to come back to myself to just take a whiff for myself. And, you know, that brings me again, you know, back to a place of beauty or, um, when I eat my food or, um, drinking water, you can have a glass of water with you. And, you know, what do you want to be ingesting? Uh, because basically when you're around people who are very negative and you don't have your own field of energy intact, you end up actually ingesting some of that energy. So uh, holding a glass of water and saying, I am only ingesting the energy of love and light, you know, to yourself. And they don't know the difference that you're sipping on a, on a glass of water, but um, as the water goes down, you're transmuting uh, all the energy in the room or between you and this person because you only want to be taking in the goodness of life. And so for me, all these things are, um, they're like, uh, you know, reminders for us, smelling something or, or drinking something or eating something. And what do I want to be absorbing? What do I want to be taking in? Those are, are um, little reminders for us until it just becomes a way of life. You know, right now we need reminders. Oop, no, I don't want to ingest that. What do I want to ingest? Excuse me, I'm, I'm just going to take a, a sip of water. I'm really thirsty. And while you're doing that, you're transmuting what you're taking in. Mm, that's a great one. I do that also. And if I have ingested it, <laughs> is I will go and quickly do a wind bath. And for those of you who don't know what a wind bath is, it's a process in Winds of Spirit where you actually go uh, and find yourself a windy knoll 
and let the wind, you know, take everything that isn't yours away and then refill up your, you know, your own energy sack with, you know, cleansed, cleansed air so that, cause sometimes it sticks and, and when it sticks, you need to notice that it's sticking. Cause it, you know, who knows how it's going to show up if you don't even notice that it's stuck and then shift it from there. And I also, another one that works for me is to blow my wind whistle. Mm. Blow my wind whistle three times, connect with the earth, connect with the wind and put that energy bubble back around me because, you know, something's, there's been some breach of my energy field through my own judgments, my own projections, my own, you know, willingness to get attached to whatever this other person was saying. A friend once said, there is no, there's no sticking where you have no energy. So unless you have some energy around what somebody's doing, it just rolls off your shoulders, but always gives you some more insight about what, what in yourself needs more work today. Yeah, that's a beautiful point. Yeah. So um, um, we've covered a lot um, in the show and, and, you know, um, I think, some of you, I think those of you listening understand that the show was never about how to change people who are in a negative state, because basically the key to life is how do we change ourselves so that <clears throat> we have a different experience in life. And we hope that we've given you some suggestions to be able to do that today. So um, thank you, Renee. Um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed the suggestions that you gave. And I, this is just a, a, a good uh, material to reflect on, on how you want to move forward in your life so that you uh, live a life of freedom and in touch with your own um, spiritual identity, your own spiritual authority without having to compromise yourself because we tend to compromise ourselves when we're around people who are in a negative state. And how do we stop that behavior? We hope that we've given you some good ideas and suggestions to proceed with and we give thanks for everybody for joining us. And absolutely, and please join us over at the Shaman's Cave on Facebook. And if you want to receive the Shaman's Cave in your inbox every week, then you can watch it at your leisure. Uh, sign up over at shamanstv.com. There's a box there. And then every Sunday, you'll receive an email at 945 so that you can get your weekly dose of Sandra and I. Yeah, and remember to go to Shaman's TV. Uh, dot com to see our schedule and let people know about the Shaman's Cave and uh, that they can subscribe by just visiting shamanstv.com. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, Renee. Um, it was, it's always a delight to be with you. I agree. Thank you, everyone at home. Mm -hmm.